What's up, people? This is You're Not Listening, the podcast where we teach you how to actively listen to music one song at a time. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm your host, along with my dad, Jim O'Loughlin. And today we got a couple interesting songs for you tonight. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody to send in those song stories. I'm really interested to hear what songs have impacted your guys' life and why a song might be special to you guys. I really want to hear those stories. I'd love to share some on the air if you're okay with that. Please record your story and send it into notlisteningpod at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook. Write it down, send it to us in a message, whatever way you're most comfortable contacting us. Send in those stories. We want to hear them. We want to share them. And as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Swoot, wherever you listen, and make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. Those reviews really help us get heard and get seen by more people. So tonight I'm talking about the song Delilah by Tom Jones. That's right, Tom Jones. And my dad is talking about a song called My Church by Marin Morris. So two songs that you may know, you may not know, but they're pretty cool songs in their own right, and there's some interesting stuff to talk about with them. So if you don't know these songs or you automatically don't like it because it's Tom Jones, then guess what? You're not listening. So clean out your ears and listen up. Let's do this. Get on the floor! I don't have a joke. Do you have a joke? Oh, I do. I didn't come prepared for this. <laughs> I, I can't stop. I keep having the music from Beauty and the Beast playing in my head over and over and over again. Why? Because Harper's in, into Beauty and the Beast right now. and so That's what she's watching right now? Be Our Guest is on repeat in my head. So, okay, you want a joke? Yeah, I do. Now, this is bad because I don't like to do uh, dad jokes, and I don't want it to be like, oh, every time they go on, he does a dad joke. You're supposed to be doing the dad jokes. Yeah, but I don't but, have one. All right. I've got, you, I've got two since you don't have any. You okay. want the good, the good one, or the or the you want the bad one, or the really bad one? Yes. Okay. So, if Satan ever lost his hair, do you know what the problem would be? No, I don't. They would be held to pay. Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Told you. That's pretty groan worthy. That, that it is. All right, but this one's actually better. This is the one I was planning on. Okay, what do you get when you cross a stringed instrument with a car? Uh, that was from the 80s. A stringed instrument with a car from the 80s? I don't know. A Mandalorian. Oh, okay. That's fairly topical, since that show is pretty popular right now. There you go. Okay. That one's better. That's better. Terrible. Sorry about that. I saw one that it was like um, a, a priest, a nun, and a rabbit all go into a bar, and the priest says, what does everyone want to drink? And the rabbit says, I don't know, but I think I'm a typo. <laughs> that's not bad that one's okay. pretty good right it is how about um we can do a whole thing of dad jokes how about um every time i go into the uh, refrigerator i always knock on the door first why is that just in case when i open the door there's a salad dressing <laughs> okay <laughs> i have heard that one i've heard that one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i saw that on social media somewhere so i've heard that one that's kind of clever. All right. Yeah. You're doing a country song tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm breaking out of my... I'm, I'm trying to uh, to evolve in my old age here to, to kind of be more inclusive. I've always been a kind of non-country, maybe even almost an anti-country. But I have to say, watching Ken Burns' latest uh, documentary and starting to kind of listen a little more with open ears instead of being a little more shunning, um, I'm starting to get into a little more of it. And I found a song that the title is like defines me as a as a kid growing up and stuff and it was always kind of hard to explain to people so it's like oh what's it called 
Um, it's called uh, My Church by Marin Morris. Okay. And I have to I have to say I'm late a little late to the uh, the party here on this because she I think had a hit with this in 2016 or 17 or something. So I mean you know you get to cut me a little slack because it's not brand brand new, but I'm not an up to date country guy either. So well, I don't. It's, uh, I don't know it. Um, I I think I may have listened to it once like two weeks ago when you yep. brought it up to me, but I don't think I've listened to it since. And the the other thing that kind of turned me on to it, as I told you, I think in in one of the past episodes, is I'm really into that CMT MTV thing that they're doing, what they have been doing. Again, I'm, I'm late to the party on that as well. The Crossroads, yeah. The Crossroads, and um, it was the first one I saw actually, and it reminded me how much I really love. Uh, hey, how, how how much you just turned the much. light on? That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> trying it out. All of a sudden, your face was like really bright and just like that light. The, blue, the light doesn't the, have a lampshade on it. Came that... on, yeah. So I, I realized how much I I, uh, I uh, love Alicia Keys. In fact, I, I had another Alicia Keys song to the, Ooh, to I the think future I have playlist. Alicia Keys song on oh, She is so talented, and she it was her and Marin Morris, who I had never heard of until I saw this this episode. Then I was like, oh, let me let me you know go deeper and research, and I found that song, and it just screams my childhood. How about you? What are you looking at? What am I? I'm looking at Tom Jones. <laughs> You're still doing Tom Jones. Yeah, I'm doing Tom okay. Jones. Hold on, I'm trying to think. What is? You're Alicia oh Keys. no, it's not Alicia Keys. It's Joss Stone. Oh, that's yeah, on Joss my Stone. list. That's yeah, that's on mine too. Uh, I'm doing Tom Jones, but I'm not doing. Uh, it's not unusual. I was ready to break into the to the famous dance. <laughs> Tom Jones can do. Tom Jones always. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty good. Tom Jones always. Um, Reminds me of Mars Attacks. It does <laughs> because yes. he's got a scene in Mars which, Attacks. Which, by the way, if you've seen the, the new, I think it was aired at the Super Bowl uh, commercial. Um, was it the Walmart commercial? The Walmart with all the commercial. Aliens? The Mars Attacks guys were there, yeah. and not too many people know who that those guys are. Like, oh, there they are. <laughs> I love, I love that movie. That is that's hilarious. That movie holds up. It holds up for sure. What was it with Tom Jones? Whenever they played Tom Jones, that's when their heads would explode. No, and kill I thought them? that's what it was. No, Tom Jones. There was just a scene where he was performing, and they showed up on the side of the stage, and they were like cheering and stuff. They were like loving it, <laughs> and then he stopped, and he was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then they like, like Blast destroyed. Them. They they blasted everyone in the uh, in the audience, and then Tom <laughs> Jones helped like Danny DeVito and someone else go like start killing him and stuff. But no, it was some other song that I don't remember what it was. Some other song that killed him. I thought it was Tom Jones, but I looked it up for, you know, doing some serious research for this. Well, right, right. For this show. So it seems to be a little theme because remember I was doing the Martian hop a little while ago. So, so we, you know, got this Tom Jones now. Yeah. The next, next episode we're doing the, uh, the musical score from the Martian (laughs) and (laughs) no, we're not. That would be boring. Two thousand one. I actually don't know what the what that musical score is like. Maybe it's good. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm doing Delilah, which is just a weird song. Classic story of boy meets girl, girl cheats on boy, boy murders girl with knife, and then writes a song about it. So yeah, um, and le- good and stuff. Leave it, leave it to the sixties to make a love song out of it that no one remembers the <laughs> what it's, what it's all actually about, about, except they they know the uh, the chorus and they sing it at every rugby game in England. Yeah. Know, kind of so. Weird, weird song. Yes. I'm not going to say that I like really enjoy this song or that I listen to it a lot, but it's interesting and there's some, there's a lot of stuff going on in it and there's some interesting things to talk about. So musically. Yeah. Well, just in general, like, you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Why don't we go listen to it? So click on, click on the links in the show notes and go listen to it and then um, come back and we'll talk about it. We're going to do Tom Jones first, right? We'll do Tom Jones. Yeah. Do Tom Jones. All right. (laughs) 
Okay, thank you, Tom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tom Jones, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a what a distinct voice, though. Yes, good voice, right? very strong, like, unbelievable, unbelievable voice. But again, so far in the cheese, just yes. buried in the cheese. Um, yep, stinky, smelly. But the thing with thick, the thing Wisconsin, with Wisconsin, Vermont cheese. <laughs> It's when people think of Tom Jones, they think of it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. And that's like, you know, it's. Ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. Yeah. And it's um, this song is so different from that. But it's what's weird. So the first thing about this song that I want to point out is it's in triple meter, which means it's in three, four instead of four, four. So most popular songs are in three er, are in four, four. Which means there's four beats in every measure. One, if, two, three, four. One, two, one, two three, three, four. four. One, two, three. It's a, a waltz is, is if you can picture yourself waltzing, you know, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And it's like that's the normal. That's kind of what our ears are used to listening that, to. So, and that's what you do when you waltz. That's what I do when I waltz. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I waltz. You know, of all the the, the frequency that I waltz, you know, <laughs> but this song is in three four, which means it's three beats per measure one two three one two three one two three bum 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 and yeah. it, it what that does is immediately it, it gives you this sense of urgency because you're used to that comfortable even rhythm of one two three four one two three four one two three four you go from that to one two three one two three one two three and it, it just you get that sense of urgency and it's almost like a little bit of chaos kind of controlled chaos kind of a panicky sound which fits really well with the theming of this song actually right so i actually i like how they did that i think that was a good good decision it, it kind of drives it. like it really feels like it's being driven so it's, like it's, right down your throat right that's down. the thing it's not relaxed at all no it is very it's very like high tension sounding especially with the, the way that they did those beats because it's not just the drums that are doing that it's every note is defined. Yeah, very staccato. And it says on Wikipedia that even though it is in triple meter, um, it's considered to be a power ballad by the British ballad tradition. So, <laughs> well, um, again, it, nothing says the sixties like let's have a a love song ballad about killing your girlfriend and then sit sitting around and waiting for the uh, the cops to come and get you. So I was listening. I was talking with a buddy at work who's also a musician and he we were talking about different songs um that we could play because we were jamming at work one day um long time ago actually but (laughs) i brought up um a song by kaleo kaleo is that how you say it do you know them i don't know um they do that song way down we go um that was their popular song but this is Another song that is super duper dark, and his uh, response was, I love me a good murder ballad, but this one goes a little too far. <laughs> okay, put so the period I, at the end of that sentence. Yeah. That statement for this, right? Okay. Yeah, so I guess this, I don't know if this one really goes too far, because it is from 1967, so it's like, you know, right. it's not it's not graphic, it's not, you know, it's not like aggressive in nature, but it's just a not a great message that they send <laughs> but like i said that that three four rhythm really kind of starts that off on the right foot in regards to the topics and the, the theming of this song so if you going through the lyrics it's basically talking about immediately goes right into 
I saw this woman basically making love to someone else. The light in the window, yeah. Yeah. As she deceived me, I watched and went out of my mind, which is, I mean, right from the beginning. And then basically he just stood outside her door until the guy left, and then he went up to her. And stabbed her. she was like laughing in his face and he stabbed her. And then he waited in the house for them to, for the cops to come break down the door and take him away. That's and the who, story of Delilah. Who, who sat around in a boardroom and said, here's a good topic and idea for a song. Right. Let, yeah. Let's write this and it'll be a hit and we'll give it to Elvis. Um, Ingle, but no, no, we'll get, we're going to give it to Tom Jones and he'll have a hit with it. Well, no, someone else what? actually recorded it. Um, let me see. Someone else recorded it and like didn't. It was it was supposed to be written for someone and he turned it down. I understand. The lyrics were written by Barry Mason. I don't know what is going through Barry Mason's head in 1967 or whatever year he wrote it. And the music by Les Reed, who also contributed. To, uh, let's see. He, I thought it said that it like he, it was recorded for one specific album for someone, and they were like, no. Yeah, um, too dark. I, this, yeah. yeah, and then it and then it ended up being, being released on another. Yeah, um, yeah, on another album later on, and it, it, it was a hit after that. So, go figure. But before uh, you know, before we get too far into it, I actually want to tell kind of my story with behind this song, my personal story. Well, thank you because <laughs> I'm starting to wonder, like, why did you pick this? I, I understand the interest, you know, intricacy of the music, and it's going to be appealing to you and stuff. I'm thinking, like, so I, I have two. What I have two memories of this song. Um, I think one of them is going to be the same as mine. Go ahead. Maybe. Does it include your brother? My my nephew. Your nephew. Okay. Can you tell Maybe. that story? Because I may, I'm not sure. We were sitting and this was a pre-dinner meal. When oh my we, God, yes. At, the, okay. at, at Richie's wedding. All right, good. That's and, and everyone was singing it, right? This, like screaming. Okay. Like, first off, as a DJ, I'm going to bring it back to my DJ things, I would never play this song at a wedding. You don't play songs about murder at a wedding, but <laughs> well, I think it was I, right. Right. <laughs> I think this was a song that that my nephew Richie, shout out to Rich, I think requested or it was honest, and it was just because of the chorus, and right, and and it worked. Go okay, ahead. that's so great. I, I my memory, my first memory of this song is I was sitting next to Uncle Buddy at that, and and I didn't remember what it was or where it was. I just remember okay. being at a dinner table, and Uncle Buddy was there, your brother, and who's I Richie's remember, father. And I remember so he, him singing this song, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is my memory. Yes, and screaming it probably. I was convinced until right until you said that that I must have been mistaken, and <laughs> it was prob. I, I was con- I convinced myself that it was more likely um, the band played Waltzing Matilda. Oh, okay. I just feel like that would have made more sense. Um, <laughs> but I guess I was right. I guess it was this song. It was. So, so that's great. So, that, like for Tellos in downtown Manchester, where his his. Um... <laughs> Uh, wedding was and it was it was like during the dinner or just before dinner we were all sitting and all of a sudden like everyone was screaming this yes and i didn't know that song but i remember that and i remember thinking that's a really cool song obviously (laughs) i didn't really listen to the words i just thought the chorus was cool and fun that everyone was singing it uh okay so fast forward i used to go down these rabbit holes of in the early 2000s um a lot of pop punk bands did a lot of cover songs Someone like, did this? Like the early 2000s was like the decade of punk covers. And I loved these punk rock cover songs. And one that I f- somehow found on Bearshare or Napster or one of the, you know, <laughs> one of the illegal download sites. Because you just search like punk covers and then you just, whatever comes up, you you start downloading rent, whatever songs right, sound interesting. Right. Um, Flogging Molly. CDs from Napster. 
Flogging Molly covered this song. It was a live recording, wow. and it doesn't sound anything like this. It's fast and it's it's heavy and it's and it's it's Flogging Molly. It's flogging Molly. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't really understand the words too well what he was saying, but like I recognized the chorus, and that made that reminded me of that time with our family when we were singing it. And so like that's my story with this. And then I it it must have come on somewhere on something I was listening to either Pandora or something. I, I must have heard it somewhere and it brought everything back to me. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that song. <laughs> okay. So that's my story with this. And and I wanted to bring that up, especially the part about everyone singing it because it's such a, a chaotic and kind of drastic and panicky feel for the verses. But then when he goes into the chorus, it for some reason turns into like the most sing-alongable sing-along song <laughs> That like you 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 know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um the scene in Lady and the Tramp when they're at the Italian restaurant and the guys are like playing the accordion and singing while they're like eating. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. You ever seen Lady and the Tramp? I they're, don't remember. That was a long time ago. So Disney it, but... Disney made a movie. Tonight is the night. Oh you yeah, don't yeah, yeah. That? yeah. Yeah. There. That's what it reminds me of. Like an Italian restaurant with people like singing at the well, top of their lungs, which that's is, your, that's why. That's exactly what it was from your family. But that's what it sounds like to me too. Like that's what I picture is just like people standing or like a, a whole bunch of people with their arms around each other singing this yep. together. Yeah. Uh, and apparently they do it at soccer games I, or rugby games. I don't. Right. Which is probably why Flogging Molly covered it because it was probably something that was playing to the rugby fans. Uh, right. Or something in their home, you know, in their home city or. I was in Dublin or someplace, yeah. So to me, I find that super interesting that there's this really kind of crazy sounding verse that goes into a super lemonic, melodic and sing, singable chorus. It's really weird. So a couple little things that I noticed in this, and I don't, I don't have like a ton of, I'm not going to get super deep and I don't have a ton of things to talk <laughs> about with this because it's a, actually a really short song. Uh, it's it is, pretty yeah. straightforward, straight to the point. But there's a couple <laughs> things that stand out to me in it that I, I see think, what you did there, straight to the point with the knife. Ah, uh, oh, uh-huh. well done. There's there's the dad joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple things though that that I want to point out that I think are kind of cool in this song. So he ends the every verse and chorus with the same kind of melody. Uh, As she deceived me, I watched and went out of my mind. And every once in a while, he does this thing that's super common in that time this kind of like mid to late 60s if you think like when was jay and the americans out that was around the same time as this right uh early 70s yeah late 60s yep yep yeah so this magic and i'd say those that i'd say jay and the americans is kind of in a similar is a pretty similar genre as this they're just they're just better (laughs) sacrilege no i mean if you're looking at i mean (laughs) you could say that good charlotte and against me are both punk rock bands okay you're going to say Good Charlotte holds a candle to against me? No. Right, right. Right, exactly. Right, so right. these are, they're, they're singing, they're playing similar types of music, is what I'm saying, uh, from the same time period. So he does this thing that you hear in a lot of songs like that, and I think Jane the Americans does it quite a bit. Uh, if you look at like the last line of the first chorus, but I was lost like a slave that no man could free. When he says the word free, he does this this little wave like pitch change free, <laughs> um, and it's just something that happens a lot. Uh, if you go if you go back and listen, um, forgive me, Delilah, just couldn't take any more. Okay, okay. And that the, if you sounds so dramatic when you say when you sing yeah. it that way, yeah. And okay. if you if you start listening to music from that uh, era, like 
they do that so much and it's all it's almost always on the last word of of like a last line like that um mm-hmm. which i think is interesting and so like when you hear that it really puts it in context to like the time period that this song was popular right i never thought about that yeah you, you hear that a lot I, in I that, in that I agree. stuff yeah and so i i picked up on that and i heard that and i was my mind immediately went to like this magic moment and karamia and stuff like that and like okay could that, i do a little karamia yeah sure karamia Sorry. I'll stop. You know, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> See, I, I think of Tom Jones in the same genre as those kind of singers. They weren't even sing. I don't think they were songwriters. I think they were just singers that were one step up from the, the lounge singers. The um, In Vegas. and In the Vegas stuff, yep, and yep, including yep. including late Elvis. I mean, and you know I'm a huge mm-hmm. Elvis fan, but I'm a, I'm a huge early Elvis, early Elvis movies fan. The late stuff really didn't kind of do much for me. But but same thing, you know, Tom Jones, Engelbert Humperdinck, El, you know, later Elvis, I mean, th- those kind of, and they were looking for, I think, an identity, and they found it in in this kind of genre that, you know, was packing rooms in, in the MGM in Las Vegas kind of thing and, and stuff. And it's it, it's funny because I don't think of the Jane Americans, you know, some of these, these kind of poppy groups that had really good hits, grassroots, you know, Young mm-hmm. Rascals, all this stuff in the same genre, but it's the same time period, and they write probably the the makeup of their songs probably have something in common that way. Because I I just think of like you know the the, the image of Tom Jones on stage with the sequence, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and women throwing underwear at him, which is supposedly a true thing, you know, from the audience, <laughs> and Elvis or Engelbert or some of those guys, and I see Janie Americans, these like you know the gra- grassroots, the, the, like playing. In clubs, still trying to make sure they have a following and you know have kids following. So it's just it's a very different image for me. That's why I kind right. of a little rankled over that. But right, I, I but can, if you I can if see you the look at the the music, the the yeah. the types of the type of music that they're all playing, the way that they're delivering it, it's just it's it's a lot of the same types of things. Gotcha. It's the same okay. thing with like when we were talking about um uh when we were talking about what's her name, all about that bass. Um, yeah. Okay. And we were talking about how right right now a lot of female pop artists they have that kind of Caribbean sound to their voice and the way oh, that yeah, they pronounce yeah. certain words. Like it's just it's that's the time period. Gotcha. So okay. um and so they just do that that little dramatic kind of kind of wave on that last note of the line, and I find that super interesting. And, and I think dramatic is a good way to put it too. It just seems like it, it adds drama, more drama yeah. like a, like an opera or something. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Especially with a, when you have a voice like this. So. Yeah. He does um, have a tremendous voice. And the funny thing is, so on the first, the first one of those, uh, as I watched it, I, I watched it went out of my mind. That note just kind of ends. Same with uh, "Slave That No Man Could Free." That note ends. Once he gets to the next one, I felt the knife in my hand, and she laughed no more. Yep. <laughs> it's uh. And she laughed no more. And he like, it's he gets this tone in his voice that it's like, okay, he's losing it. Like you can tell, <laughs> he, he's implying, and he's putting a lot, he's putting a lot of of emotion into this character in this story um, yep. that he's telling. And you 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 can hear this guy going crazy as he sings, uh, and he's losing himself more and more because he doesn't end those notes quickly. He he starts to like drag them out, and they kind of go off key, and they just kind of drop off. Wow, uh, in certain ways, you and, but really analyzing that. no but wow. it's 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 That's awesome but it's blatantly obvious uh, when yeah, you listen wow. to it and uh from there on in you know uh when he says forgive me delilah i couldn't take anymore that is uh you know more normal but whenever he talks about the knife in my hand and she laughed no more basically when he says yeah i killed her 
when, like as he's in the process of killing her. Yeah. Um, yep. He sings it in a way that there's it, it loses control by the end of it. He loses the control okay. of his voice. And Tom Jones is a man that has a very good control over his voice. Let's be honest. As cheesy as he is, he has, he has a really, right. really good right. control over the notes right. that he's singing. So right. you know this is intentional. Yeah. Um, and especially in, in all the registers that he can with his range. Yeah, sing, and yeah. if you just yeah. listen to those few notes when he does that last word, he it's the loss of control is very, very evident. Which so you think that's when he's actually sticking the knife in? Oh uh, no, I mean I think I don't think it's a physical thing. I think it's more of like this is the the point that I start to lose my mind yes. <laughs> and I lose, lose, con- you lose control over your, you know, you lose your inhibitions, you lose your, any conscience that you have and you just start to lose your mind. And, and it's, it's depicted in the way that he sings that, that verse, which is, I, I think it's really cool. Like I said, I don't love the song, but I do think there's some really cool things in it. And that's one of them. The cool thing is I'm sure that all the rugby fans all over England and, and Ireland, they're thinking about this stuff. Yeah. Thinking about this stuff exactly <laughs> this way before they sing that really heartfelt chorus too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the chorus, it's funny because the chorus is like the catchiest part of this whole song. And yes. It's like the least, like there's nothing to talk about with it. It's just, it's just, you <laughs> well, know, unless it's a you're in an Italian chorus. restaurant and an O'Loughlin wedding. Right. Which is a weird, why were we at an Italian restaurant and not an Irish pub? My brother loves that that restaurant, and he had a connection with there. That which is why I think Richie might have had his um, reception there, and it was great, great food. I think they're one of the best places to eat in, in the area, something like that. But yeah, so so it's funny that you had that memory of yeah, that because that, that's exactly I w- what I was and, thinking. And I wasn't sure if I remembered it correctly, so I'm glad you said it first because yes. okay, well, and it's cool. it's one of those things that stuck out to me as as odd, but so fun, and and that just speaks to Richie because he's such a great guy and so fun. But um, it is a fun song to sing. Like you can imagine being surrounded by people singing that song, and that would be fun. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I remember the song when it was out. You know, my my mom back in the day was a huge Tom Jones fan, as a lot of adults were back then. I can see that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know, she was very musical and would dance around and stuff. And I remember the song. I don't. And you know, when I went back to listen to it again, when you said you were getting ready to do Tom Jones, first off, I was a little disappointed because I. You know, if you when you're going to put out a teaser for, the, for this podcast, if you say, "Hey, I'm going to do Tom Jones," everyone and his brother is going to say, "Oh, we're going to do the Carlton soon. Let's go." You know, <laughs> but when I but went that's back why I wanted listened, to do something different. Yes, and when I went back and listened, I don't remember the story. I mean, I I was like, oh yeah, I, I guess this was a pretty bad story. I don't remember anything else about it, but I know the chorus. But you weren't listening and back, I, then. and I and I grew up with this <laughs> song. I mean, I've known it for years. It wasn't a new one to me. You know, right. so it was, it was strange. They're like, oh yeah. Hey, this is a pretty terrible story. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty <laughs> let's, gnarly. Let's, let's make a love song out of it. Murder ballad is that what he called murder, it? Murder ballad. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing that I noticed, which kind of it adds to the the kind of chaos sound to it, is and they, they don't do it throughout the whole song. They only do it during the the horn solo. Um, when there's like a big trumpet solo, bum 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 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a guitar that's hitting these really short chords, and yeah. they're only hitting it on the third beat, so the last beat of every measure. So dun dun dum bum 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 through that, just through that part. But with the way that they're playing the horn solo, they're never playing a note on the horn at this on the same beat that that guitar yeah. is is hitting those those short little staccato chords so if you're listening to that chord it sounds like it's offbeat or out of place because of the way that they're playing the the notes in the on the trumpet and so it creates this 
really chaotic sound that you I can, yeah i feel chaotic when when you listen you're right it's right. very very that. it's yeah. very very chaotic and it's 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 tight they're right on rhythm they hit it on every third note but it because of because it's not lined up and it's not like they're playing the note on the trumpet on the second beat and then the chord comes in on the third beat it's like intentional like, it's like half and half like it's it's one right after the other so it sounds like it's offbeat even though it's on beat and it's just really it's really wow. kind of chaotic so you, you think in 1967 68 that's that was like very forward thinking and i don't know i mean there have been really good classically trained musicians working in studios since oh, yeah. since recording music was around so i imagine yeah. i mean this music was written by someone different than like Barry Mason wrote the lyrics and Les Reed, not Lou Reed, Les Reed wrote the music. Um, so Les Reed, let's see what it says about him. English songwriter, arranger, musician, and light orchestra leader. So this guy's classically trained. I mean, yeah, it's a composer. Uh, he's a composer. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm sure it's all intentional um, to create that, that chaotic feeling of what's going on in the song. So um, now, Interesting. Did you listen to the Spotify version or did you listen? Did you watch the video? I watched a video um, that's the same version. Okay. Did you watch um, a live video of him singing in front of a, an orchestra in the background? No. Okay. The one I watched had a full orchestra in the background and, and it was very clear with the staccato um, violins and all the other things that would go doot, doot, doot right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there was an orchestra, a band leader right behind him that if I'll have to send you the link. That if you were to see that version of what I saw, you know, and again, it was a straight up version. It, it, I'm sure he was probably lip syncing. It was, it was for a variety show, I'm sure, at the time in 68, 69, whenever it was on. It's almost funny to watch the guy who was leading the band. He was having more fun than anyone in the entire audience dancing around and stuff. And, and all he saw was his back. I wonder if that was the guy, one of the composers of the guy who wrote it. Maybe. You know, that'd be interesting to find out. Um, or maybe he was the inspiration. That. Maybe he is a newly single a newly single widower. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. And you know, and you can never usually take your eyes off Tom Jones because he's always such a dynamic performer, but this guy was stealing the show behind him. It was pretty funny. I'll have to watch so, that. Yeah, but I'll, I'll um, but that, that stood out to me when I was listening to it today. Interesting. Um, and I just, I, it's... It was clever songwriting um, because it, you know, they just did what they could to evoke the feeling that clearly they wanted you to feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit out of control, a little bit chaotic, because that's what is happening in in the, in the story of this song. So and when you think about it, what film producers directors do that? Hitchcock. Yeah. Again, that that was during the time, and that was you know Hitchcock, he, uh, Stanley Kubrick. And yeah. Jordan Peele are the and this new guy that did uh, Midsummer and yeah. and Hereditary. I don't know. I mean, though, I would lump all of them in the same category as like but, the the new all of the Hitchcocks. <laughs> yeah, but in sixty seven, sixty eight, Hitchcock was still huge, obviously. Yep. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and, I would compare music this song, was such a big part of that. I would I would very closely compare the feeling of this song to Psycho. Yes, that's what I, think. I mean. It's it's very very close. I wonder if there's a comparison there somewhere. Yeah, I wonder which came out first. When was what year yeah. did Psycho come out? Do you know? I think it was earlier than this. If I had yeah, to, if so I so it was probably. Uh, I mean, that theme, especially the shower scene uh, yep. with the that classic theme, it became such a phenomenon. Just it's such a connotation. You know, anytime anyone holds a knife, they're going re 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 re. So, <laughs> what, can you say that again? Re, 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 re. Oh, thank you. Okay. 
Um, and so I'm sure. And, yeah, and the, I'm sure. And the irony of that scene is you never saw it strike flesh. Right. It was just the motion. But you and the did sound. see. But you did see you a whole blood. lot of chocolate syrup. <clears throat> right. Right. Because <laughs> it was in black and white, so they're like, "Let's use chocolate right. syrup." <laughs> Great movie. Great uh, classic movie. But yeah. Great theme song too, but I, I probably won't talk about that theme song because now we yeah. already did. But yeah, I mean that's all I have for this song because those are the things that stood out to me, and I, I I do listen to it sometimes because I do find it interesting. It's a good song to actively listen to. I'm so proud of you that on any given day, I mean your your song that's on your playlist is going to be a Tom Jones song. You never know. I'm also a little disappointed, but that but no, sorry, we won't talk about that. Right. But this, it, is, this is it literally good memories from a wedding from the, from the family back in the day. This is literally the only Tom Jones <laughs> song that you'll probably ever catch me listening to. See, um, I you know I would be dancing around doing the Carlton here, especially when I'm cleaning the house. I like that. hate that song. I like it because of the Carlton. <laughs> the song is terrible. Yeah, but you, oh. you know, once you learn how to do the dance, like you, you you've got that dance down. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. World is, the world is yours. But you can also do that dance to literally any song, except this one. <laughs> um, no, you cannot do that to anything else except it's not unusual. All it's right. sacrilege. All right. <laughs> do you have anything else about this song? That, well, uh, just um, when I was doing a little research on it, too, and I, I think one of the Wikipedia references down, one of the last ones that was unsan- unsubstantiated and needed to be kind of referenced, supposedly maybe Elton John sung, had sung back up on this. Oh yeah, um, I don't know. You know I saw I that. Know I don't know if there's any way to ever prove that. I think it was a, you know, edit needed or you know something else needed to kind of be proved to make yeah, sure yeah. it would be legit and stuff. But which I thought was really interesting because that was just just prior to Elton Hitler, so I can see him in the studios, you know, doing some backup. Yeah, it says it see. says according to Philip Norman's 2001 biography of Elton John, uh, Elton John provided background vocals on this song, but it does say citation needed. But I guess if you if it was in a biography, biography right. maybe right. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, the the musical world is a small world. And that's we all true. Work together in the same studio, so that's very true. You're right. So that's cool. That's all I got. So Tom Jones for me is is always secondary because at the same time it was always Elvis, and Tom Jones was like the competition. It's kind of like. When you're growing up, do you like the Stones? Do you like the Beach Boys? You know, do you like the Beatles? Or do you do you like you know Dave Clark Five? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Tom Jones never did it for me, and so I was I was a little surprised that you grabbed this stuff. But I have to say, I learned something. From I will this. say at this point, I, I are you are you are you ever going to be surprised at this point? I feel like after I whipped out Billy Ray Cyrus, you should just <laughs> never be surprised again. <laughs> right. 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 No, because you were going to do the, this great song that that um, you kind of turned me on that rap song. with thinking like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And everything else. Oh, I'm going to do that yeah. one. Yeah, but I, I, I wanted to. You know, I've been doing a lot of really modern songs, and I, I have a a lot of older songs on my list too. So I wanted to kind of start dipping gotcha. into those as well. Gotcha. Um, and you no, know I what? Got... You know what I do is I put my I put my playlist. I all of the songs that I want to talk about on this show, I put on a playlist and. Uh, when I'm driving to work sometimes, if I ran out of other podcasts to listen to or I don't know what I want to listen to, I will press shuffle on that playlist and I'll I'll music ADD my way through those songs right. until right. one just kind of piques my interest at the time and I listen to it and then I start listening closer to it. Very intense. And then right. you end up, you know, listening to it over and over again to like see what you can pick up on and stuff. And right. so um, when I when I just, we were I deciding what to do, this is the song that piqued my interest uh, as I, I was I never would have thought that it would have been uh, Tom Jones would have grabbed you that way. 
Although it, it is interesting, like you said, in, in the instrumentation of it, how they... Well, I have... And I know that's something you really pay attention to. I have a personal memory with it, too, not just because yeah, of our family, right. but because of that cover that I had from Flogging Molly. I really liked right. that cover. They did a really good job with it, and I was such a huge fan of Flogging Molly, especially back in, in the early 2000s. So like, right. So like that song, I did like that song. I just didn't really know this original version and my version that, of it was sung by flogging molly uh you never knew it was a tom version. jones you never knew it was a tom jones i think i did but i didn't really like care. tom jones was yeah, yeah i didn't care at the time i just this right. is a, this is a cool thing that flogging molly is doing and so i i liked that and so that song i have a memory with that song a personal don't, you know thing with that song don't give yourself away but did you get on napster i mean i don't want you to get arrested or anything so i i th- I want to say this was probably the the, the bear share, or because this was probably Kazaa. Remember, Kazaa was like a big one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think this was Kazaa, which was one of the last ones. You know, you went, it went like Napster, and then LimeWire, and then Lime Bear Share, and then Kazaa, and then back to LimeWire, and then people started getting arrested or in big trouble right. or fined. So, right. so we went. So then iTunes came out, and we started getting legitimate and buying music right. from itunes and uh you posted on myspace yeah and then AOL and then eventually Messenger. and then youtube came about and we eventually started finding ways to convert online with which has probably just destroyed all of our computers with viruses but oh, yeah. found ways to convert youtube videos to mp3s and then download them from that site um right. and then right. you import those into itunes to cheat out itunes um and right. now we have spotify <laughs> course i never did that i never i played always legit copies yeah i I would only do that with like live videos like (laughs) live versions of things very rare stuff yeah or stuff that was a lot of times was suspect too yeah or stuff that you didn't that they actually didn't have on itunes because itunes didn't have everything back then right so um i did that with like with stuff that i could only find on youtube basically nice Um, nice but now i now i have spotify that's where i get most of my music yep so, uh, Ooh, did you did you ever think you'd be talking about Tom Jones for forty five minutes? No. All right, let's talk no. about some country music. All right. <clears throat> but before so, we do that, actually, I, I'd like to know what the listeners think about this, and and if they have any <laughs> any comments about this, because I don't think this is a song that many people. If you look up like covers of this, there's a lot of people that have covered this. Really. And uh, I think I think this song is important to a lot of people. That's the vibe I'm getting for some reason, which makes me a little bit nervous, but. I'd like to hear what some of the listeners uh, have to say about about this song. So, so hit us up. Uh, you can email us at notlisteningpod at gmail dot com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, YNL Podcast on those. Hi, I'm Leah, and I'm Bethann, and we're She Will Rock You. She Will Rock You is a bi-weekly podcast about rock history. Each episode, we talk about an artist and their lives, but we do it a little differently. You see, we noticed there was a lack of ladies hosting music podcasts, so we wanted to fix it. And here we are, two badass millennial ladies talking about rock music our parents wouldn't let us listen to. As a bonus, you'll even get our beer recommendations at the end. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, don't don't do drugs! I'm Brian Colburn. And I'm Jay Sweet. And we're the co-hosts of Tune Styles, a podcast aimed at the music nerd in us all. 
Each listener interactive episode hones in on a different musical topic or artist. Featuring guest interviews, listener polls, and roundtable discussions about the music that shaped the soundtrack to our lives. You can find us at TuneStylesPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Subscribe to TuneStyles and be a part of our weekly musical conversation. Stay tuned. All right, go. So... Uh, anybody who knows anything about me and my musical tastes and even during the conversations about DJing over the years and stuff, I'm always the first to say I'm not a country guy. I try to be, uh, and when when faced with that as a as a challenge at a wedding, I would find ways to make sure I played enough. I had, I had enough country music that I could cover a decent amount of weddings and, and make it still happen and not show my bias kind of thing. And if anybody ever said, oh, Jim, I'd like you to, to come and we're going to do a all-country wedding, I would turn it down. So it's just not my thing, you know. Um, I've come to appreciate it a lot more, as, as I think I told you at the beginning of this. Um, Ken Burns, who is a, who's an amazing person, and I, I love everything he does pretty much. Do you need a minute? Did I, uh, yes. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> is uh, is one that kind of opened up my eyes because I, I love watching the documentary of country music, and I, I don't think it was nine episodes stuff. And um, I have to say that now that mom goes to your house for two nights a week, I can watch my documentaries a little more. Mm. I feel more comfortable, so I ended up watching it while while she was there at your place for you know a couple, three, four nights or whatever. Fast forward again, I'm a big fan of the CMT Crossroads program, and I saw Alicia Keys and, and Marin Morris. And this song, uh, it's called "My Church," um, kind of defines me um, as a probably 16 year old, probably all the way almost through college, and I'll explain why after we listen to it. Okay. Without getting into it too too deep. Yet. All right. Well, let's go listen to it. Click the link in the show notes and then listen. Give it a listen. Come back. We'll talk about it. Okay. What do you think? Uh, some really good lines in there. The chorus. Oh, the, the the chorus is really really good. She followed yep. the country song formula to a yes. to a T. Um, yep. She did not stray from the the typical country formula. Um, it gets right to the point. Yeah, uh, yep. a couple, no, a couple of no those, wasted time, no wasted effort here. A couple yep. of the lines in there, especially in the second verse, talking about Johnny Cash and uh-huh. Ring of Fire uh, and Hank stuff. I, they're pretty on the nose. Like eh. you wanted to be a little more subtle. It was a than little that. much for me. It, it, this is this is the reason I'm but, not a huge fan of "You're My Favorite Song" by OAR. It's too much on the nose, you know. Um, oh, yeah, and I, I thought, like and I was, and I was reading at the beginning of that I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she rec- when she mentions the songs. Too, yeah, right? Right. A, yeah. Yeah. So it was just a little much. But but, um, but you know what? Country that, music does more of that. Isn't that country? And and what I always thought with this felt when I first started hearing it is this could have been written forty years ago. It feels like an old time country traditional. Because a lot of the country stuff that's out now that has the rock stuff, I mean, there's all different genres of country, mm. doesn't take this kind of same feel. Right. And I feel like someone should have written this 40 years ago because it is such a great song because that's exactly what it means when you drive around in your car. It's like, like it, it was almost like the, the epiphany of, yes, 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 that's what it is. And what do you mean? This was just written three years ago? How come people yeah. didn't think of this years ago? You know, it just seems like an old, old country song. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. This is like a philosophy that a lot of, a lot of good artists have songs like this with this kind of similar philosophy. Uh, Gas- Gaslight Anthem has a couple songs that kind of have this a similar message. Meet with with cars and stuff. Uh, well, with you know basing your life and your beliefs and your and the way that you 
portray the world on the music that you listen to and the art that you you know this oh yeah this is uh it's a it's a, a I, I i don't call i don't wouldn't call it a theme i would call it a philosophy um that you you do hear prop up every once in a while but i i thought this this created a very comfortable visual for what she's trying to right? say right you know what i mean right. like you 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 get it you see it happening and you understand it very clearly what she's saying um, exactly. Which is cool. And the the words in the chorus were the perfect amount of, they weren't spot on like that second verse. Like it was the perfect amount of kind of like vagueness, but you understand exactly what she's saying. So Yeah, because it was just enough references to church type, you know, yep. verbiage and stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, an, a fair even comparison to what she is considering the different aspects right. of church, what they are to her and what's, yeah, what, what, what represents is, what, is, what to her. What is her sanctuary. Right. 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 Which is why I think it, well, first off, imagine me hearing the song for the first time by Alicia Keys and Marin Morris in a live show Mm -hmm. on that. So if you ever get a chance, it's funny because you can't YouTube those. They don't have all of the songs on all those. Probably have pretty tight control over that stuff. Yeah. But if it's, um, if you ever see that, um, and it's something you can DVR, it's, it's worth it. Uh, or if you ever make it to my house again, um, (laughs) I have it. I'd like to show it to you. It's just that was powerful. It's like that's what kind of hooked me on this. And the more I listened to it, the more I just connected with this was so much more on, on a personal level, which I was so shocked that I did that with a country song because I never would have thought, you right. know, it would have been something like that. My Well, it's because me, because they didn't she didn't do what every modern country artist does and check off the boxes. All right, um back of my truck, check. Pick up Whis- truck, yeah. Whiskey. Check like all of the things. Dog, yeah, dog. You know that one always comes up. I feel like you don't actually hear that in the songs. People talk about that when they when they say things like this. But you always hear them say something about whiskey. They always say something about, and it's almost always the phrase "back of my truck, back of that truck." Um, okay, and it, it M- you know stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, okay, there's only so many. Right. Like, Which is why I think that, that sometimes you and I maybe have a little bit of an aversion to it because, like, come on, give me more. Right. Give, right. Give the and there score. are yeah. some deeper yeah. songs, excuse me, out there, but they they come off as it, as a little it, cheesy it, and pretentious it's a sometimes. Formula. Well, and and the irony is there are people who love it, which is awesome. And I never want to say to them like, okay, but you don't understand music on a deeper level and stuff because that sounds so stupid and snobby. No. But they don't feel the need to do that or care about doing this. It's like I just like. That. No, I just, I, you know, I used to have a problem with you know? it in in high school. Almost all of my friends listened almost exclusively to country music, right. and a lot of them wore cowboy hats and boots and big belt buckles. Um, and you live in New Hampshire. I know they were acting like they were rednecks in, and they were like very proud to like call themselves rednecks, and they were acting like they were like the deep South Georgia rednecks, and it's like. You you live yeah. in New Hampshire, like put on, yeah, put yeah. on a beanie, grow a beard, go climb a mountain. <laughs> like we're in New Hampshire, but yeah. that Get you know, and, and so so that really used to bother me, and I and I was the, I was known as like because everyone listened to country music, I was known as the guy that hated country music, uh, right. with right. with my group of friends, and they knew that, and they would tease me about it. And they never heard country at their dances or their proms, right. or did they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but here's the thing, I you know, as I've gotten older and I've gotten better at listening to music, I, I just kind of accepted that the people who are really big into that kind of stuff, they just heard, they hear something that I don't. Yeah, and you know, I'm still not a big fan of country music, but every once in a while I'll hear a song that has something that I really like in it, and they just they hear something in that music that I am not able to pick up on for some reason that makes right. them really like it, and so good on good on them. 
Yeah. I wish they would well, explain and, it to me the way that we're doing in this show so I can appreciate it more. And one of the things I think I've started to kind of come around to is I don't think I'm a huge fan of country music, but I'm starting to be a fan of country artists. Mm. Because if you, you really, again, maybe the Ken Burns thing, but if you go into it a little deep and really look, there's a lot of talent out there that sometimes I think fits too much into the formula, yep. like you said. But if you let if you let it go deeper, and I'm thinking like a like a Zach Brown, like talented, loves what he does, infectious. I would go see Zach Brown, which I never would have said four years ago, three or four years ago. Right. You know, and I think that that there's a there's an appreciation to if you start to think of it from a different area of okay, um, they're talented in the wrong way. Like you said, I may not have always gotten it, but I understand that it may not hit me in the same way. But if it hits me in a different way, that's okay. I'll enjoy that night. Yeah. You know. We always said when we started doing this that we don't want to come across as these snobs, which I don't think we are, of, you know, oh, well, we're, the, we're the experts and everything else. It's just that, like you said, um, it just has never resonated with me. Right, yeah. And, you don't hear what other people hear. And I could always, DJing, kind of control what was going on for those five and six, seven hours when I was, when I was providing music for people. And if it was something that I didn't feel that was going to be something that was going to resonate with the crowd, I would kind of stay away from it. I would sprinkle in a few here and there and stuff, but it never was like, this is going to hit big. This is going to be great. It's like, oh, okay, I need to make sure I can throw a few of these things in here. You need to do the, the you need to do the ones that people go crazy at when they're drinking. Like well, yeah. save, save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Or friends in low places, something like that. Right. right. But, but it's also, you know, if the bride and groom said, we need to hear these certain songs. And there were some really good um, love songs, I think, that are country songs. Brad Paisley has some unbelievable stuff and, um, you know, and, and those things you could always kind of pull off, right. but it just, it just, I, I always felt like, and this is one of the reasons why DJ and I didn't want to use all the cheesy stuff too. I tried not to play the, the, the typical stuff is like, there's too much good music out there to waste right. for that kind of stuff. So. Right. And I know we're getting a little off topic cause we're not talking about this song, but, um, I had something else about, so yeah, I, I, I am a really big fan of bluegrass music and, I know. and like the yeah. old the old old country stuff. I'm talking right. like, like early 1900s country okay. music and yep. um, Woody Guthrie and um, and then like the really really old stuff. I really like that kind of stuff, particularly bluegrass music. And people would get they'd be like, "I thought you hated country music." When I'm listening to like bluegrass music, and I yep. and they're very it's very very different to me. Um, and I think there's definitely massive influences for country music but what the stuff that i don't tend to enjoy is the more modern pop country stuff pop rock country stuff that it's that it's become um once everything started sounding like toby keith i'm gonna say around 2002 (laughs) you know 2003 right around the time i started high school and this country music kind of came into the mainstream but it was poppy and it was like pop rock mixed with country themes and that's when the Toby Keith and the Kenny Chesney got really popular and like that kind of stuff. That is the stuff that I historically could not stand. Right. Um, and I still don't really ever listen to it. I'm not a fan of it. But right. anything right. before that, obviously, everyone loves Johnny Cash because he's just, you know, Johnny he's, he's Johnny Cash. Um, you know, the, the stuff before that, that was more, to me, that's more legitimate, like country music or country Western right. music. Even right. like Dolly Parton. Uh, is a, phenom- a, a phenomenal artist yep. uh, and a phenomenal human being, by the yes. way. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about her at some point, but like that stuff, Joey, I, I enjoy Joey. that stuff. Like it's cause it's really, really good. And so, 
you know, I, I, I have a really strong distinction between like what I would consider real country music and then modern country music and yep. bluegrass, which is completely different, which I am all about bluegrass music. I love it. So I just want to like point that out for people who think that we're either too pretentious or just being biased towards country music or something. I, I, I categorize different genres of it in my mind and there's some yep. that I enjoy and some that I don't really enjoy. So that's all. Well, and I, you know, I think there's a formula with that as well because, you know, when you have the so-and-so AMA Country Music Awards, you know, <laughs> every three months. There's a Country Music yeah. Awards show every like, month, yeah. Come on. I that's mean, and, and that's that's marketing. That's putting it in the mainstream. That's making sure that people hear it. That's great. My, one of the, the, uh, the country artists that I love the most, who I think didn't kind of go down that route, he started to and then pulled away. Is Garth Brooks incredibly talented? Love to see him live. Right. Oh yeah. Um. You know, has a, a, fantastic. Unbelievable fan but again, he was show, really so. big before that kind of exactly. pop sound came out. Like right. before Toby and, and Keith think, started talking about, uh, you know, the the red, white, and blue, he was already a massive artist. Right. Right. So. So, so back to Marin Morris. Mm-hmm. Grew up uh, like from ten or eleven years old playing in these these bars with with bands when she was in Texas stuff like so. By the time she was like twenty, she had been on the road for like yeah. That wouldn't years. fly. That wouldn't fly in New England. You can't. No, you no. can't even get in as a musician if you're under twenty one. No, no. Um, and I guess went to Nashville and started writing for other people and all. But she said that this one song is one that she never would have wanted to give away. That this is the one that she wanted to have like her voice on. Mm. Uh, she just wouldn't feel like anybody else could kind of sing it with the same kind of passion. And and I can I can understand that because she has such range in this, such such passion and and. To, to the point where you believe it when you hear her sing every right. note of of, uh, of this song. The, the connection with me is, you know, here I am, 16 years old, just got a car, got my license, got a car, 1963 VW, one of, I think I had nine VWs when I first started driving because buying for 100 bucks and when they break down, you go get another one kind of thing. Right. Um, and just take the radio out of the old one. And grew up single mom at that point, you know, I was pretty much on my own and ate every meal out and all that. And my my refuge, my life was my car, which is why I think some people, you know, fast forward, you know, now that I'm an old guy and stuff and how much I love cars and I, you know, I have to have a convertible and I love all my, my vehicles that way. I think the car thing has always just resonated with me because it's always been, I mean, I don't want to use the cheesy line here, but it's always been like my church. It's always been, that's where I go. I mean, driving for, for long periods of time, love it. Please let me drive. Please sleep. However many people mm-hmm. in the car, let me turn up my music and put the windows down. I'll go forever, man. I'll drive. I don't care. You know, and that's what, when I heard this is like, I, I remember like saying to myself, yes, 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 exactly. Yes, Someone this gets is it. it. Yes, 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 yes. Someone pay attention to this. And, and it's like, I can't believe it's a country song, but yes, 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 yes. You know? <laughs> and that's why I got so excited about it, you know, and you know, the old, Hey, we're going to church tonight, baby. And let's, let's crank it all up and stuff. And, this song literally is let's go to church and let's sing it the chorus and you know like like we did with um you know some of the songs we've t- we talked about earlier mm. in this podcast yeah like Tom stuff. Jones <laughs> right um, <laughs> um but it's also about church you know so it's kind of one of the same stuff so it kind of fits for that way too yeah. I love the chorus yep first off chorus is the best part of this so when you go I mean the, the the words I think like you said the second the second verse is pretty predictable we know when when talks about cash and Hank Williams and stuff. But that's okay, because I don't think she goes too too much into that. It's like no, it's, it's just that one verse. It. It's just one verse it. that it's like um, it's like yeah, it's a it's a little, it's to, like bordering bordering cheesiness a little bit. Yep. But when you start out with 
you know, I, I've cursed on a Sunday, I've cheated and I've lied. And stuff. I'm like, okay, I can see where you're going to go with this. So verse, chorus, a little cheesy verse, chorus. Chorus, chorus, chorus. Um, re, re, no, required slide guitar solo. Oh, yep. Which is pretty good, you know. Um, chorus, chorus, a cappella chorus. Right. Chorus, chorus, and then, chorus. And then <laughs> chorus of, you know, you, you can't listen to that part of the song without having your hands up, your head down, and singing the chorus because you're in the third pew. Singing like, can I get an eye? You know, and you got to sing it along that way. And then ne- repeat the chorus with, with the um, the instrumentation back in there. And then you take it home. DJing, that would be perfect setup for that. Um, that, okay, this is the time when everybody know. And I would never, I didn't know the song, didn't play it. I actually, I think I started re- retiring when 2016, 17, when this would have come out. But this would have been, all right, everybody, hands up. Let me hear it. And everyone sing along during that third chorus, as I was doing in the house when I was listening to this song for the last three weeks. And then you say, okay, sing one more time. And then the music comes back in. You take it back home and then, you know, segue into another song. This, like, it's a perfect setup for that. Love, love, love the way that was set up that way. Well, that is the formula. It is. But that combined with personal connection that you had with this, like, I can see myself, I don't know if I would be 17 you know, listening to country music as I'm driving around with Thuin and driving <laughs> it in downtown Lawrence and heading to, to Salisbury Beach and everything. But this is the stuff that would be cranked up and you'd be, you'd be singing right along with your boys as, you, as you're driving to the beach and hopefully trying to meet some girls kind of thing. Yep. It was awesome. I liked um, the first verse. I thought it sounded very um, low budget. It sounded like she was in a garage because there's a lot of reverb. Her vocals are okay. kind of in the background. Yep. It sounds like she was kind of standing far back away from the microphone and just singing and I was like, oh, okay, is, is is this like a like a low budget kind of recording? So you think she was just doing it a little softer, just kinda of like Well I think it's just the way it was almost produced. Almost like a confessional. No, I, th- I think yeah. it's all produced stuff and I yeah. think it just to get to give a intro to, to make the introduction of the song a little bit more interesting. Um, because yeah. then, you know, with, with that first chorus or even maybe halfway through the first verse she just she breaks into the more the bigger sound that holds true through the rest of the song but i just thought Which, that was interesting in the beginning because i was like oh this sounds more like an independent recording um and then it turned into a fully produced well and i guess her history is she was um a spotify artist that she put a couple of her own produced songs on spotify and got like 2.5 million hits or something and someone started paying attention like oh maybe this is somebody we should we should you know in, instead of a youtube sensation she was found on spotify um, and I don't know if this particular version is, is that. I'm sure they probably went back in the studio and recorded it, you know, legit and everything else. But, you know, and then from there she, she took off. So she, I don't know if it was done intentionally that way, but she probably had an idea that, that this is going to be something that works that way. Yeah. You know, but I just, I, I, you know, even, I think it's at the end of that third chorus, something like that, when, when she even throws a little bit of a hook in, in, can I get a hallelujah? Yeah, (laughs) just like oh, this is just like this is so good. And this kid is like, well, I think she's like twenty three or twenty four when she's doing this. I think she's twenty seven now. What am I doing with my life? Right, and to have and to have that kind of again, she's been playing on on, in bands and on stages since she was ten. But just to have that kind of sense, and you know, picked up, I think it was Song of the Year and you know the CMAs and all that stuff. So it got a lot of attention when it first came out. But like, okay, she's she's got some good chops with the amount of uh, country music awards shows out right. there you have a higher probability of picking out something <laughs> i think right? it was le- the fir- the big one the legit one yeah. you know um and, and young artist or new artist of the year or something like that stuff but the ironic thing is and you know when we go and do these these programs 
when we do these podcasts to go and to listen to songs. A lot of times, you know, obviously it's on Spotify list or some of the other things. I'll go to the YouTube versions and sometimes I'll just grab, you know, the official video. The official video for this almost ruined the song for me. Oh, I didn't watch it. So in a strange way, the lyric video, the music, the, the Spotify version stuff, I think is, is fine because then you could listen to it. It was the, the video itself was distracting to the point where she, she kind of looked like a punky little, she, she looks like she's 16 or like, like, a, like a brat. Yeah. Like ever driving, driving a, yeah, driving like a, and one of her songs is an 80 uh, that she has on one of her albums is like an 80s Mercedes or something like that. And she's like driving an older Mercedes and picks up people along the way. It's like, oh, it doesn't like be behind a mic or be in a church with dusty yeah. in the background, black and white. And it, 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 it didn't seem to kind of, for me, it wouldn't have sold it to me if that it's was probably like whoever, whoever was hired to make that video, like was like, see, saw her as like a young female. And it yeah. was probably like, oh, this is the video that we need to make. You're going to be driving with your friends. It's yeah. going to be fun. And it was trendy. She probably yeah, hates I'm it. Sure that way. She probably yeah. hates it. Um, <laughs> but just like, it, it's usually the opposite because a lot of times the video, obviously, I'm sure it's supposed to do it, it enhances it for me always. Like, oh, I love the song so much more because I have the visual attached to it now. Right. With the exception of Tom Jones. But the um, You could put that on in like one, everything that we say now could just yeah, be with not, the exception of Tom Jones. Except Tom Jones. <laughs> and I'm just not mentioning Christmas music this time. It's going to be Tom Jones instead. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was just, uh, it just didn't do it for me. But the, the song itself like resonates on its own without any visuals for me, which is, again, rare. And, and it's a country. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of proud of myself. Yeah, good for I, you. That I did a country song. I'm proud of you I'm too. So, I'm not so sure there's going to be a ton of them, but no. I'm, I'm trying to. I don't have a lot on my list either, but I do have reach, some. Trying to reach out a little more. Trying to, you know, be open. So good for you. All. Yeah. Good for you. Well, yeah. I'd love to hear what listeners have to say about these songs, and I really want to get some listeners to send us some recordings or some written stories of how certain songs have affected them in certain ways or maybe special memories that they have that are associated with certain songs so please write that down or record it into your phone or somewhere and send that to either a direct message through facebook or send it to not listening pod at gmail.com and uh we want to hear them and maybe we'll share some of them on the show so we got a new another holiday coming up st patrick's day is coming <laughs> up so i think our next episode is going to be some Irish music, and then I think we might need to do a little bonus episode before St. Patrick's Day to talk about something that's kind of cool with Irish music. So, mm, uh, okay. So stay tuned for that. Get excited. Um, if you don't like Irish music, listen to the next episode because maybe, maybe you'll learn something. All right. If you don't like Irish music, you're not listening. You're not listening. All right. See what I did there. So, anything? Uh, <laughs> what else you got before uh, before we close out here? Oh, going to church. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Aggressive. Can I get an hallelujah? <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something. <laughs> I hope you appreciate Tom Jones a little bit more and that um, maybe you can, you know. <laughs> I, I, I hope we opened up your eyes a little bit to, to different ways of listening to some of these songs because a lot of the songs that I talk about, at least, I'm trying to t show you why these cheesy songs have been popular and what makes them great, even though you might think that they're just bad. So I'm really, I really hope that people can get something out of that. So hope you enjoy it and hope you subscribe and tell all your friends about it and come back and continue to listen and engage with us. Anything else? It's not unusual. Okay. We're done with Tom Jones. We're done with Tom Jones. <laughs> nope. Thank you very much. 
It's good to be back after uh, both of us being sick. And, and yeah, you know, so. yeah. There's a lot of plagues that have come through. So. God, it's been bad. Bad winter. I'm not planning on being sick for the next one, so I'll talk to All you right. soon. Thank you so much right. for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. See you, folks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.